Hey everybody, Happy New Year. Uh, this is our first uh, new recording of 2023 as we return with uh, Work Matters, where we uh, spend some time with members of our congregation, getting to know them a little bit better, getting to hear a little bit about their work and about their faith and how those things intersect. Now, most of the time we are having these conversations with people who work outside of church, uh, who work outside of a traditional ministry contacts who, who maybe work in the marketplace. Uh, but from time to time, uh, we pause uh, from that rhythm to, to introduce you and to give you opportunity to get to know some members of our church who maybe work here or work in, uh, in, in a full-time vocational ministry context. So I am so pleased uh, to again introduce to you uh, Martin Shen, uh, whose name is properly pronounced Martin. So if you want to get uh, bonus points with him, call him Martin, uh, our new college minister. So Martin, welcome, brother. So glad to have you with us. Hi, hi. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. It's a, it's a joy. It's a joy to be part of this church and also a joy to be part of, of this that you're doing right now. Well, bless you, brother. And just as a little uh, disclaimer, um, I have a little neck here on top of my head, so I've got the Band-Aid. So let's go ahead and address it because you're all going to be distracted like, hey, what's wrong? You know, so that's that that's that's what that is. I don't have that beautiful head of hair like Martin does to cover up, you know, all of these all of these things. I'm I am not jealous, brother. I am not jealous. Bald is, bald is beautiful. Okay, that's what I that's what I tell myself at least. So. Yeah, if you want to believe so, it's okay. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, well, Martin, let, let's start let's start at the beginning, man. Tell us um, tell us a little bit more. I know people have heard your story, right? We've introduced you, but uh, it'd be great for those who maybe don't know you yet. Uh, tell us uh, tell us where you are from, um, a little bit about your you know about your upbringing, and then um, weave into that how you came to faith in Christ. Um, yes, so uh, I was born and raised in Argentina. My parents are Koreans, and I grew up in a Christian home in Argentina. And my parents are, were not missionaries. They just uh, went to Argentina because of uh, trying to find a, a new home. Korea was doing pretty bad. And then uh, they met in Argentina. They got married there. I have a one sister, older sister, and then me. It's just the two of us. And as I said, uh, we grew up in a Christian home. Uh, we, we always went to church since I was little. And then I remember uh, it was it was hard. It was hard to to be Korean looking face, Argentina born in a mostly Catholic world school with nominal Catholic friends, no Christians in my school, no evangelical Christians in my school. And in many ways, it was it was kind of I lived in many different worlds. Um, But I remember, well, every Sunday I had to go to church. We went to church, and I remember in a summer camp when I was in seventh grade, uh, one of the guest guest speakers was preaching about that we were all sinners, that we need a savior, and I was convicted that I was a sinner. And I remember raising my hand, going on front, and and accepting and receiving Jesus as my Lord and my savior. Um, but yes, uh, growing up in Argentina, we didn't have many Koreans, so it was it has always been a little bit hard with all these cultural differences and and. Yeah, uh, all that kind of things. Yeah, I think I remember you sharing one time with me that is it is it true? That I remember correctly that you were the only Korean in your school. Yes, yes, I was the only Korean. Uh, there was one other Asian uh, Chinese 
background that he he only went for one year but yeah i was the only korean in the school and actually the only the only protestant in the school they were all catholics okay catholic by, or, or jewish catholic or jewish background yeah. gotcha would, would you mind sharing with us a little bit more just like what that was like for you um well it was kind of to me as i was growing up it was normal to pray for our meals you know to to read the bible and all that but at, at school we didn't speak about jesus we we didn't speak at all about jesus and we had friends that that will say they they go to church two times a year but it, it was like school was, had nothing to do with religion at all we were like not not connected it was school was school and in in my personal life faith was something that was outside of school i had enough like being the only korean i didn't want to be the only you know kind of i struggled a little bit with that kind of being the different guy at school yeah yeah and you guys you attended a primarily korean church is that correct yes yes it was a korean church in argentina okay mm -hmm. And you guys did your services in Spanish and Korean? Uh, well, as, as I was growing up, everything was in Korean. Uh, until I think until my sister's generation, she's three years older than me. She, all of them could do very well with Korean, but my generation, we were kind of bad in Korean. So as we were transitioning to high school, uh, things started to be more bilingual. Uh, by the time I became a pastor, I was kind of the first pastor doing everything in Spanish. They, they wanted us to do um, like kindergarten and, and elementary, do it in Korean so that we can keep teaching Korean to our students. But there was no way for me to be uh, teaching everything in Korean. Yeah, it was very hard. Yeah, yeah I believe it, man. Yeah, my Korean is not very yeah. good either, so I, I understand. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah I bet. Hey, tell, tell us about your journey uh, into full-time vocational ministry. Um, I know you spent some time in Chicago doing a residency and studying. Uh, could, could you give us a glimpse of what that was like? Um, yes. Yeah, so I, I began my undergrad in Argentina. Uh, I was in law school, but then after that, I things happen in my house that I need to work uh, to, to be able to provide for, for my family too. So I had to drop school. And then that's when I felt God's calling me to vocational ministry. And it took me from then to actually start my undergrad in, in biblical studies. It took me like six years until my family finally accepted me to be a pastor. And then, so I did my undergrad in Argentina in 2010. I finished it. In 2011, I went to Chicago to do my master in divinity, to Trinity Evangelical Divinity School, go Trinity. And and then, uh, after I finished my my master's degree, I spent two years at the Orchard Evangelical Free Church doing a, a residency program. Uh, it was a, a program that a pastoral residency program that they would immerse you in, in all the the church life. You would be experiencing all kinds of different ministries in the church, like funerals, like baptisms, uh, speaking to the to 
to the elders speaking in Awana, to the little kids, like oh, everything. It's kind of a, like a medical experience. When you're a doctor, you're doing a residency, you, you participate in many, many areas. So, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, was, it was such a blessing. And, and then after that, I went back to Argentina to do full-time ministry. <clears throat> Excuse me. Full-time ministry in Argentina, in, in my home church, actually. Yeah. And I was doing, there in Argentina, I was doing um, young adults ministry, congregational life, Spanish-speaking ministry. I was a praise, uh, the, the, the worship pastor, and I was a missions pastor, too. Like, all at the same time. Not, yeah, yeah. Not, uh, not in different stages of my life all at the same time. So, you know, we brought you here because the whole staff is going to go on sabbatical and uh, <laughs> so you could just run the church for for a few months. So. Good luck, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> thank That's you. Joke, thank buddy. you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have the experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Um, well, so you guys started sensing a a call to uh, to leave Argentina and to uh, pursue something different, and uh, you and I got connected via a Neopolis Church Planting Network. You were leading a cohort in Buenos Aires. I serve as a director for the organization, um, so your name uh, you know was given to me. Uh, you went through the process. You applied. We had about thirty applicants for different countries, which I think is crazy. Um, that that word got out like that, and um, and here we are, man. The Lord led us, led us to you, and it's been uh, it's been a journey. Uh, you guys moved to the area back in August, I think it was. Is that right? Yes, back in August. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for VV to study, and uh, you know, been working on 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 your visa, and we were expecting it to be a minimum of nine months, and by God's grace, we got it in four which is amazing. I remember our, our attorney's email to us saying that she was really surprised um, that it happened so quickly. So really thankful for that. So now you're serving full-time as our college minister. Uh, you're also providing some big-picture leadership uh, to the young adults ministry. Uh, tell us, what is it about young people? Uh, what is it about college students and, and young adults that um, – that is appealing to you from a, from a pastoral perspective. So before, before jumping into that, uh, I just want to, as a word of encouragement to anyone who, who might be watching right now and might be wondering what the Lord wants for their lives and, and things look like so far away and all that. Just want, want to tell you that everything happened to us. Like it was everything last minute, but it was on time. As, as people say, God is never late, right? He's always on time. But for us, it was like uh, the visa approval to come to the U.S. was right the next day after we arrived from our our uh, trip that we came here to North Carolina in July. And we had flight delays. It was crazy. As soon as we arrived to the airport, we went straight to the embassy to do some stuff. Uh, but everything was on time everything was on time and and we came here and even got God's provision for the visa to come so fast it was it was amazing and also there was a it was a time for all 
this, the time we spent from August to December was a wonderful time for our family to settle down. So God, God is, God knows. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he knows how, he knows what we need more than we, what we do. So yeah, we, we just need to learn how to trust in him. We, not only with our heads, but with our hearts. So yeah, just wanted to say that time, time was, was perfect from, uh, in God's perspective. And, and I see now that, wow, wow. Of course we, we would love to have everything faster, but yeah, it was, it was amazing. And yeah, as your question, Roddy, uh, you said about why, why young adults, um, Maybe because I still feel I have 26. It's been it's been uh, 18 years since I'm 26. <laughs> no, it's it, there's a passion that I feel every time I see uh, young adults. Uh, maybe because it was a very important season in my life. I, I I struggled a lot. I I I grew up a lot in Christ, and 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 every time I see young adults, there's, there's a passion inside of my heart that I want to pour on them. I want them to, to, to give their lives to, to God, to, to go beyond what they, they think, not to think for themselves or, but, but to live a life that glorifies God. That's kind of, um, I, I don't know when I, when I think about young adults, there's a, there's a passion growing inside of me. Uh, same with Vivi, with, with my wife, when we talk about it, it's, uh, we, we don't know for how long the Lord will, will keep putting this passion inside of me, inside of us. But yeah, there's, we, we love, we love being with young adults. We love uh, counseling, mentoring, dreaming together about, about future, about ministry, uh, about everything. So the, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, uh, no, that's, that's wonderful. But, but yeah, it's, uh, there, there's a love that, that comes every time I see uh, young adults. Yeah. Yeah. Could you could you give us a sense of uh, what is happening in the college ministry of the Bible Church now? Uh, you know what 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 does uh, college ministry look like currently, and where do you where do you see it going? Well, i i've been I've been observing a lot uh, during these past few months, and one of the things i i've I've seen is that. We have students that really love the word. They they want to grow in Christ, but they they are coming. The students that we have right now, most of them are coming from a season of the, the season of COVID, uh, a time that they they didn't have like physical church. The mission trips were canceled. You couldn't fly overseas, not not do local mission trips because of all these COVID things. And like four years ago, you would expect college students to go somewhere, go overseas or go, go and do something. But this generation is kind of, oh, is this expected from us? So it's kind of, yeah, I know I, I have to live for Christ. I want to share the gospel, the good news. But, oh, is this actually for me going overseas and doing these kind of things? I've heard this going around on, on the tables that they're kind of thinking, Oh, this is actually something that we could do now, something that we are called to do now, something that we can do now. So I'm thinking on, on I'm planting a seed for, for evangelism there, I'm planting a seed, a seed so that they can um, have this experience before they have kids. You know, always when you have kids, it's harder. But, <clears throat> but I think this, 
And, and, and you know this, every time you go overseas to share the gospel, uh, it, it opens your mind it, and, and it helps you to see uh, the needs that are around the world about, about Jesus, right? About how, how rotten and, and, and wrong we are inside of us and how much more we need of God's grace and mercy. So uh, I think planting a seed in the hearts of college students to be missionaries on campus, to the international students, to their, the, the campus community, and also to plant a seed to, to go overseas and, and keep doing this, going, going to share the good news mm. uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just keep thinking of the importance of us older Christians of modeling uh, Christian maturity. I mean, we're we're still growing, still being made mature, right? Um, but for us to to model that to these um, to college students and and younger, of course, and young adults as well. And if that we are not visible, present examples to them, then it's difficult for them to have a vision of of what. A mature Christian life uh, looks like. Um, so, w- what are some ways you know some, somebody's watching this and they're interested in getting to know you, obviously, but but they're also maybe wondering, like, huh, I wonder if the Lord could use me in the college ministry. I wonder if the Lord could use me in ministering to young adults. What what would you say to them? Oh, well, definitely come to talk to me, and uh, or or come to talk to Roddy. So. Roddy can connect you with me, but the thing is, uh, we are so looking into uh, mentorship. We, the students, most of all the students, I think they're they want to be mentored, but then there's kind of they can't find it in their schedule. It's something that they want, they're looking for, but it's not a priority, and that is one of the things that we want to start to push on. Uh, I, I love the picture of seeing uh, of, of having um, people pouring onto the college students and then college students pouring into um, the the youth and but having this kind of this relationship there's a there's a huge need uh, for college students especially this these days for mentorship they again coming from covid and these are all new things things that are going on and and Definitely, I mean, we, we would love to see more people that already went through that stage sharing their story, sharing and, and pouring in the lives of college students. Yeah, so you mentioned... So we have a mentorship program and yeah, we have so a shepherding what, so home what, program. Can you, what, what, is, what is mentorship? What, what does that look like? Uh, that's a very good question. <laughs> uh, well, it, it, would, it would involve like getting to know with the student that, that you are mentoring, to be available for them, uh, walking with them, maybe reading a book together, uh, sharing devotions during the week. It's not like something that it has to be, you have to meet every day, every time, but to be available for the student if, if they want to come to talk to you and maybe meeting once a month or maybe more. You know, I've heard stories about some, some people that are mentoring other students that they're saying, hey, you know, the student will call the mentor and say, hey, are you doing something this afternoon? Can we go play disc golf? And, and as they walk on the disc golf course, they share about, about their faith, about what's going on. 
because the students will share if, if they are calling you is because they want they have something they want to share with you or maybe they want to hear from you about about how you are doing and, and that's how they grow so mentorship will be that walking with them walking with them and, and sharing your life to them the shepherding homes is more uh, I, I believe more like opening your home to your students inviting them to your house and be partying your whole family will be part of being like a, a second home like a second home for for the student and there are like it's not shepherding homes have more than one student and, and they invite them to eat in their house and yeah and also another testimony that i heard there was a student on on a weekend felt because their families are far away they're not here so felt felt a little bit lonely and said hey can i go to your house and she went there and shared a meal with the whole family play with the kids and and it was and she felt so nourished about that that relationship so uh, it's that pouring being being you among your students and, and and showing them how you are living a life uh, for for our lord jesus christ and and that's how you're pouring into them yeah that's really good um i was on the phone with gabe my um son who's at app state and uh, he's in his second semester and we were talking last night and uh, then we were praying uh, as we were wrapping up the phone call and one thing very specifically that I prayed for with him about is about him finding a mentor. Um, you know, I think it's crucial that college students be mentored during this season. Um, you know, I'm a mentor to him, um, but I'm not physically there in Boone, right? He needs someone with whom he can gather face to face, who's maybe a little bit closer uh, demographically, um, age wise to him and um, just just additional godly voices. Uh, in his life. And so, man, I, I'm excited thinking about us as a church growing and becoming that for our college students. And so maybe you're listening to this. And just as I prayed last night with Gabe uh, for a mentor for him, I mean, there are parents of students who are attending UNC, who attend and Duke and, and State, who attend our church, who are praying the same thing. They're praying, Lord, would you provide a mentor for my son or for my daughter? And maybe you are the answer uh, to that prayer. So I just want to Encourage each of you to consider that. Um, I had a mentor when I was in college, and uh, he uh, and his wife were so, so helpful for me. Um, and I, I enjoy continuing to invest. It helps keep you young, too, doesn't it? Helps oh, yeah. you learn, learn the lingo. Like, apparently, you don't say swag anymore. You say drip. You don't know that if you're not yeah. mentoring younger people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you're going keep, to keep being, you know, up to date, you need to do that. Yeah, and, and it will bring you new new blood, you know, new energy. If, if, if you're, I think that might be one of the things, you know, being with young adults, being with college students, it makes me feel young. <laughs> I love it. Hey, Martin, so as we wrap up, um, what are one or two ways that our church can be praying for you, for your ministry and uh, for your family? For my ministry, I'm, I'm thinking for wisdom. I mean, this is a, a lot of transitioning and a lot of uh, culture differences, not only cultural differences, but also generational differences. And, and I'm, I'm learning a lot and, and for wisdom to, to know and to learn how to engage this, the college students of, that, that we have right now. And, and yeah, I, to love them even more, to love them even more. Yeah. Um, and, and 
yeah so wisdom and to learn how to guide them and and a loving heart to to love them even more and for my family it's a we're still transitioning some will say that we the honeymoon of of coming to the us is coming to an end and now is the the real life coming up and but we need to we we are planning to move again uh towards this closer to the church by the end of this semester so uh it's going to be hard again for for us our ki- our children and moving constantly moving in the past 5 years we moved like five times so it's going to be a challenging it's so for for that for a family for a good adjustment yeah and, yeah well church let me call you to pray um for Martin and Vivi and their kids and let me call you to action to uh to reach out to them and to check in with them especially as they are approaching the time to move to this area because uh, they're currently living like 45 minutes away so it's it's a haul right and it's not very conducive for college students to just drop by uh to hang out and grab dinner or coffee um but there are a lot of active ways that you can participate um helping them pack up you know all all those kind of things you 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 know you know the joys of moving and uh i think that's a way that we could we could bless this family well martin thank you brother uh we're so blessed to have you here on staff with us um i thank you thank you i'm really excited about what you're doing already in the college ministry and uh your influence in our young adult ministry as well I'm looking forward to growing in Christ with you as my brother uh, and to fellowshipping with you and your family. And uh, just really, really thankful, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we are, we are already being so blessed by, by you, by other staff members. Uh, Vivi and I, we, <clears throat> every night we say how blessed we are of being part of this church. Our, our kids, they love uh, the children's ministry. They love children's ministry. Emma was... Uh, every yeah she was rejoicing yesterday uh yes not yesterday on sunday <clears throat> she had a, a bag full of chocolate she was giving to everyone and out of joy she's so happy of being part of this church so we we love it man and thank you thank you thank you for bringing me here hey our pleasure man i right, bless you brother oh friends thank you for uh, tuning in for another episode again let me encourage you to pray for martin and vivi and their family and pray for uh, their ministry here and uh, ask how the Lord might be calling you to participate in investing in the lives of young people. Blessings.